The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to Payoff Pitch. We are Action Network's MLB betting podcast presented by BetMGM. Brendan Glasheen joined by Charlie DeSterco and BJ Cunningham on the 1st of November. It is Wednesday. I don't know how many days we have left of this podcast because now the Rangers lead this best of seven World Series, three games to one. We have a rematch on the mound of two game one pitchers. We have Nathan Avaldi for Texas, Zach Gallen for Arizona, backs against the wall for the Diamondbacks, those feisty snakes that have just made an improbable run to the World Series. They uh, they need to win tonight to force a game six, which would be in Arlington on Friday. So that's where we're at. Uh, let's break this down, give out a couple picks, and then... Um, it might be a post-mortem episode later this week. I don't know what we're going to do, but uh, as we <laughs> always encourage you to do, please subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star rating wherever you listen. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. We will give out, I think we'll do contest winners again. Uh, I would like to think so. If people are tuning in uh, at the last moment, maybe you're tuned out because this series feels over, but I, the minute you count the D-backs out, they get back in it. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please like the video and also subscribe to Action Network YouTube. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Okay. Money line uh, minus 110 both ways at BetMGM. Right. Totals at eight and a half, Charlie. So I'm going to go to Charlie first because Mr. Disturco has angles and he wants, so he has some talking, excuse me, some talking points on Nathan Nivaldi. What do you got? Yeah. So obviously, Nate Nivaldi gets the start today. And game one, I was on him is over on outs and he fell just short because the D-backs kind of hit him a bit harder than expected. But fun fact, Nate Ivaldi has pitched in five starts this postseason. The Texas Rangers have won every single one of them. Most of them going over, by the way, uh, eight or nine runs or higher in every single one. This one right around eight and a half. Gallon, the complete opposite. They've The D-backs have actually lost all three of his last starts won the first two and most of his games have trended toward the under 
Listen, I'm not going to tell you to take a side or total, but if I were to take a side or total, it would be Texas and the under. I'm not sure uh, how much Arizona has left in the tank. Like they did fight back yesterday and did claw back to make it a, a four run game. But uh, I just, I, I still can't get a read on the snakes. Yesterday I told you to back the snakes. They got shelled in the beginning and, and I knew it was over once uh, Miguel Castro came in and spiked the ball in the dirt and let a run score with two outs. And I believe all 10 runs, the first 10 runs of Texas all came with two outs. So just shows you how well Texas has been running of late, but Evaldi back to, back to the point um, he in, in potential clinching games in his career has made four appearances, right? He's made one out of the bullpen three as a starter. He's three and oh with a 1.33 ERA. 24 strikeouts and zero walks. So just staggering dominant numbers from Evaldi. Uh, I, when I look at his last start, yes, he was hit around a bit. But if you dive deeper into that game, there were some unfortunate just mishaps that happened when you put the ball in play in the D-backs. They do put the ball in play a decent amount. Uh, Corbin Carroll's obviously bases clearing double uh, was – a 50-50 shot that got down. Alec Thomas had an infield single that he beat out. So there were, there were little plays that kind of cultivated toward Arizona being able to string together runs. And then by the third time through the order, Nate was, was pretty much out of gas. But he did strike out eight Diamondbacks in this matchup. And when you look at his numbers, 15 and a half is his outs. Uh, that opened up at plus money and has since gone down to about minus 110. I like his over on 15 and a half outs and his over on four and a half strikeouts. He's done it in four out of five starts. I'll probably end up sprinkling on both, maybe splitting a unit across the board and taking some alts on the strikeouts because Arizona, while they don't strike out a ton against right-handed pitching, they really struggled against of all these. Uh, well, I guess they didn't really struggle because they hit them all, but they were striking out a decent amount against them. And, and of all these splitter was working pretty well. So I trust of here. Uh, he was, he's, he's also born in Texas. So for the narrative angle, uh, closing out the game for the Texas Rangers being a Texas native, it just seems like kind of one of those full circle moments. So I like Evaldi splitting on his, uh, over on outs and strikeouts. I think gallon, I think Tori Lavello is going to call a pretty stingy game. So I think it's going to be low scoring. I think the bullpen is going to be worked early, especially because of that 11 to seven game. Uh, last night, he didn't really get to use all of the high leverage arms. And I think they, they will be used in force and Gallon will have a quick hook. And basically the D-backs are on life alert right now. So I lean toward the under as well, but I don't know if I can get behind it yet. Uh, just seeing it come. It feels like it implodes every single time. So that's where I'm looking for Evaldi. And then real quick, Seager to walk. Uh, I, I I believe it's now dipped into minus money. I got it at plus 120. He walked in his first two plate appearances against Zach Gallon. Gallon's the only Arizona pitcher that actually knows what to do with Corey Seager, it seems like. Uh, since then, Seager's hit three home runs. There's no Adolis Garcia. If there's a base open, he's getting it. Or, quite frankly, if there's a base open and they pitch to Corey Seager and there's a man on second and third, they deserve to lose because he's he should get the Barry Bonds treatment right now. Uh, he's the best hitter in this lineup, and with no protection from Garcia, I don't see how you don't walk him. So that's where I'm looking. My angles, Texas props, uh, lean toward the under as well. Okay, very good. Yeah, this is kind of what we talked about yesterday with Garcia out of the lineup. Is it one of those situations? That's why I asked about the MVP thing yesterday, which obviously that looks kind of dumb because Seager hit another home run yesterday. Um, that was my point. Like, are they going to now, with with Garcia not being in the lineup, you can't pitch around Seager as much? Yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm not sure. 
as or can pitch it. around. I beg your pardon. You can you can pitch around Seager because mm-hmm. you don't get that guy coming up. So that's yeah, what Mitch, my, that was if, my thought. Yeah, if Mitch Garver is batting third, I don't understand how you don't throw Seager nothing and make him swing. Like, Seager attacks the first one to three pitches and normally, and everybody knows that. And Gallon's the only pitcher that it seems like understands that. Oh, maybe we shouldn't pitch to him and attack everybody else. And and it worked. Like Gallon, like pitched well against against Texas. For the most part, he just threw a lot of pitches early and didn't get to pitch deep into the game. But he was the only starter that's been, aside from Merrill, that's been pretty effective. Uh, like everybody, everybody else out of the pen and whatever it is have, have, have looked pretty bad. And they keep pitching to Seager and he keeps hitting homers. So, yeah. Payoff pitch presented by BetMGM. Use the bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. BJ, hi. Um, I feel, feel like it's been a while. So Gallon, Gallon's walk prop uh, is actually at two and a half for tonight. Yeah. And he walked four uh, in yep. game one, went five innings, outs prop 15 and a half. And I know you wanted to focus on the Gallon side of this pitching. Yeah. Match. So, so I like Gallon under 15 and a half outs and under four and a half strikeouts. I don't really see a scenario where he's getting to the sixth inning unless he's just completely shutting down this Rangers lineup through 99 pitches in that game one, went five innings, gave four hits, three runs and walked four guys. And, you know, before Arizona obviously turned it over to the bullpen uh, and they were leading in that game. So they were able to use all those high leverage arms gallon. He's been pretty bad during these playoffs. I think that's a, something that hasn't been talked about enough. Uh, he's gotten a long leash because he is their number one starter. He was a Cy Young candidate. Um, from Lavolo, but in these playoffs and six starts, 5.27 ERA, 5.23 XFIP. So his underlying metrics are just as bad as what it is on the surface level. The other problem for him is, is during the regular season, he didn't really walk a lot of guys. He had great control, was able to get a lot of swings and misses outside the zone. He hasn't been getting that in the playoffs. 4.28 walk per nine rate in those six starts in the playoffs. And since he's not getting those swings and misses, his K per nine rate, has gone from around nine during the regular season down to 5.9 during these playoffs. And in that game one against Texas, of those 99 pitches that he threw, 42 of them were were outside the zone. He kept trying to throw his changeup down and away 
to righties and inside to lefties. And the Rangers just weren't swinging at it. He only produced 11 swings and misses, which is a big problem because he needs those to actually be effective. And this is not a situation where, you know, if you think about gallon starts during these playoffs, he's never pitched in a do or die scenario where he's had this quick leash. If you remember in uh, game five against the Phillies, it was a two, the series was knotted up at two, two. So we got a little bit of longer leash there. Now I don't really see a scenario where if he runs into trouble that he's not getting the quick yank. Uh, like Charlie mentioned, none of the high leverage arms really used. Andrew Salfrank threw only two pitches, but Thompson, Ginkle, and Seawald all were not used last night. So you have your top four arms in the bullpen all ready to go. So once Gallon gets to that fifth inning, again, unless he's pitching like a no-hitter, like I don't really see a scenario how they just don't go to Salfrank like right away in the sixth inning. Turn over Thompson in the seventh, Ginkle eighth, and Seawald in the ninth. And this is all also <laughs> taking into effect that the Rangers don't just completely light him up again, which they did in that yeah. first inning. So, and to to Charlie's point about Seager, how about them pitching around them? A guy I would target who hit two doubles off of Gallon in the last game is Evan Carter, because if he's going to be hitting third in the lineup behind Seager and they're going to pitch around him, they're going to have to pitch to Carter, who's been very good during these playoffs. So him over one and a half bases is also not a bad look if you really think they're going to pitch around Seager. But again, since Gallon's not getting those swings and misses, I think this K prop is being priced like his his K percentage during the regular season when he's just not getting swings and misses during the playoffs. So I think there's really decent value here on under 15 and a half outs. Again, don't really see a scenario how he's actually getting to the sixth inning unless he's completely shutting them down, which he hasn't done to anybody during these playoffs. And since he's not getting since his K K per nine rate is only at 5.9. Find it hard to believe that he's going to get to over uh, four and a half Ks here against this Rangers lineup. So, Gallon under 15 and a half outs, Gallon under four and a half Ks, and Evan Carter over one and a half bases are my three picks for this game. Do have value on the under. Keep getting burned by it. Don't feel like playing it anymore. They can score <laughs> 100 runs. I don't really, they, they could, this game could be one nothing. I don't care anymore. I'm tired of taking unders. So, those are my three plays for this game. Okay. Very good. Yeah, I think the, the, what we learned about the Diamondbacks, they were awesome in game four of the LCS and that bullpen was lights out. And then they came back down to reality, what they really are, which was middle of the pack. It, yeah, that's well, being the generous. Guys, the guy, I mean, yeah, the guys that they're throwing out, like Miguel Castro is not good. And Ryan, Ryan Nelson's fine. Kyle Nelson's awful. So, like, they, the, the the early arms that they use to get to the high leverage arms are not are nothing special that were overperforming in that bullpen game. They they were fine. Yeah, it's and that's and, and the Rangers. I mean, the Diamondbacks have to hit Evaldi early here because again, this is the same thing we talk about with the Rangers is that they can get yeah. to those back three arms, which Leclerc has been used two days in a row. So he, I'm sure it's the playoffs and it's the World Series. So they'll say, oh, he's available. It doesn't matter. Yeah, day but, off tomorrow. But with the day off tomorrow, they might throw him a third game, uh, especially if they're about to close it out. They'd obviously like to give him the chance to pitch the final game. But that's another thing to to think about. You know, seeing a guy three times in uh, three days could give the Diamondbacks a little bit of an edge. But again, they need to hit Eovaldi early and and get into that middle relief of the Rangers uh, bullpen. Okay. Uh, quickly, BJ, I'm a little annoyed for you, not Why? at you, because while you – Gave out that I just remembered you gave out that D backs win game one, Rangers win the series, and yeah, 
Holy crap. I mean, yeah. we, we, that game one was fantastic. Yeah, no, I'm I'm also a loser and bet uh, Rangers to win game one and Dimebacks to win the series at like five to one, which is the, the only thing I have left alive right now. Oh, so you bet the opposite too. I did. I bet both opposites. And guess what happened? What, what was supposed to happen, which is the Rangers win game one and Rangers win the series were mine. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. You know, I also have... Marte MVP, Marte most hits. So yeah, it's um, it's it hasn't been a great World Series, but the playoffs have been okay. Okay, Charlie, really quick before we go, any hope for your hits leader in this series? Yeah, no, Evan Carter's dead. <laughs> it's 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 Tommy Pham has eight, Carter's at five, Young has six. So I was looking at it this morning. Last night he went over. So we we could pour one out for Mister Evan Carter. He started out hot. Game one was great, but uh. RIP to a fallen soldier. Okay. That's going to do it, everybody. Uh, again, this could be it for us this year. This could be the last one. Nathan uh, of all these shoves and Zach yeah. Gallon, as BJ said, hasn't been very good. So if there is a game six and this series does go back to Arlington, we will have an episode for you uh, for game six of the world series on Friday. But if not, we'll, we'll see you in mid-March. It, that's the case. Usual. Futures episode. Yep. Futures episode. I think the first episode last year was when Zerillo and Colin Whitchurch did a rules breakdown when the rules got put into place. Yep. The pitch That's clock, um, checking the runners, all those types, the shift, all those types of things. So, yep. um, but you know what? Here I am spending 30 seconds on burying the Diamondbacks and they're just, they're just going to make this thing interesting. That, that could very well happen. Yeah. So if that's the case. Game six preview on Friday. Very good. For Charlie Disturco and BJ Cunningham, Brendan Glasheen, thanks as always for listening to Payoff Pitch Action Network's MLB betting podcast. We are presented by BetMGM. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already, and please leave a five-star rating. Thanks for listening. Enjoy game number five, and we'll talk to you again soon. Look at this crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.